Have you been told you need to stop doing what you love, whether it's exercise, running, or a sport? Well, here at Dynamic, we don't like that answer. In this podcast, we'll talk to leaders in the health and wellness space from Southwest Florida to get the solutions you need to get you back to doing what you love. Welcome to the Dynamic Naples podcast. John. Steve. That's my middle name, actually. I know. That's Steven. I feel like all Steves are perverts. Oh, just tell it to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's name is Steven. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on? How are you? What's your mom's name? Lauren. Lauren. Yep. I did meet them. We're still a little bit loud. We'll just move the mic away a bit. There you go. I did meet them. Yeah, they're good people. They're good people. Yeah. Your, uh, your mom looks all like you. Yes, that's what I've been told. If you put a wig on me, I look like my mom. Yeah, you guys got the same face. Yeah, same nose. I think I saw a picture of you when you were young. Roman, a Roman nose. I think I saw a picture of you when you were young, and I was like, man, his mom was really ugly when she was young, but then it was just you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll make sure I tell her that. I'll tell her to to listen to this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) All right, enough of that. So, hormesis, the hormetic effect, that's what we're talking about today. Sound good? Is this the one that the, that Wim Hof guy always is talking about, or is this a different thing? It certainly comes into play with ice baths and all that stuff. Um, that is, you know, producing the hormetic effect. I'm not. I don't listen to a lot of what Wim has to say. Just I don't know. Just haven't really. Um, did you take the course? No, my brother did. Oh. But I imagine he probably talks about hormesis. I thought you did the course and you had like uh, outer body out-of-body experiences no we had a uh, one of his instructors came and did a like a whole seminar at mm-hmm. our clinic and it was awesome yeah uh but there was no talk of hormesis we actually didn't really get into the science behind the ice baths and all, the breathing and all that it was more about the techniques yeah and he's he, the instructor yuri who's super cool he's like if anyone wants to know the science behind it, i can tell you but he's like it kind of doesn't matter it's really about the mindset and all that mm. so so do you what, what do you know about the hormetic effect i know Nothing. I, had I, I know that it has something to do with um, longevity, correct? Yeah, you could say that. Uh, I think it happens in all different levels. Um, it basically means, you know, the expression, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. That's hormesis. It's do enough of something to challenge you, not so much that kills you, but you become more resilient because of it. Yeah, so that guy, Dr. David Sinclair, who I've mentioned a couple of times you on the you podcast. I definitely find what he says interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of excited for the opportunity to live to like 120 if I can get there. Uh-huh. And he talks about like adversity genes, uh-huh. like genes that are specifically triggered that improve longevity in times of adversity, which is we talked about uh, fasting. That's why you would do a, a, a long fast uh-huh. from a day-to-day period, maybe even a multi-day fast um, to turn on these adversity genetics. Does hormesis have anything to do with that? 100% perfect example, right? So some fasting is good. It can trigger all kinds of things we've talked about before, like uh, ketosis, can promote fat loss, obviously, um, make you more insulin sensitive, right? Um, if you do it too long, you die, <laughs> right? So that's the perfect example, fasting. The ice bath is another example, right? You do it for a couple minutes, now your body, your immune system has adapted, your body can handle colder temperatures. So you know, that's one of the ideas is like, you know, you get kind of stuck in this perfect little window of 74 to 76 degrees at all times. Uh, if you, it gets to 70, you're like, oh, it's cold. You know, roll on your sleeves, put on a jacket. 
uh, gets too hot, turn on the AC, uh, get used to that, and we become kind of fragile <laughs> in a sense. And then you go travel somewhere where it's really cold or really hot, your immune system's not equipped to handle that, and then you get sick, right? So the idea, one of the ideas behind the ice bath um, is to expose yourself to di different temperatures, you know, in just low dose, like two minutes is usually typical. That way, your body's, if you do that repetitively over time, your body can handle it. And then you go travel, you don't get sick. So that's a perfect example of hormesis as well. Yeah, and I think people are sort of against doing ice baths and stuff, but then they'll still work out really hard. It's like, well, similar concepts there, right? Yep. You got to break your body down a little bit to uh, build it back up. Yep. Same thing with exercise. You know, muscle is part, another perfect example. You want to stress it past its um, typical workload capacity. But if you do too much, you break it. You know, that's what, that's what injury is when you push past that, that, that failure point. So we're moving forward with the idea that creating a little bit of adversity for the body, whether it's working out, whether it's um, fasting, whether it's getting in a cold bath, can be good for you in, in certain doses. But what is like hormesis from a physiological perspective? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it depends on what you're talking about. I mean clarify that question like what's happening on a physiologic level yeah like what are we when we say hormesis yeah what things are happening and what do we mean well it's adaptation of some sort so if you take muscle right you're tearing down a muscle and it's building back stronger bigger more sarcomeres whatever it is so i think it happens on all different levels like with the cold immersion uh, there's something going on with the immune system i couldn't tell you exactly what you know maybe you get a better response a fast response or better regulation, you know, regulation of the immune system is huge. Uh, so I think that the answer completely depends on the form of the hormesis. Okay, so hormesis is not just one specific thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's, it's stress plus recovery equals adaptation. Gotcha, because I thought, you know, like, if we're, you know, having some sort of adversity in the gym, right, that's called hypertrophy, right? We, we break down our muscles in order to to build them back well, up. Well, okay, I would say hypertrophy is the end result of uh, the hormetic effect. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Okay. And then it could be, you know, not just our muscular physiology, but it could also be cardiovascularly, right? We can have hormesis of the heart in some sort of way. Yeah, it could be psychological. It could be mindset training. It could be anything, really. Hmm. That stimulates some thought. Yeah, it just changes my, I, I just thought, I thought hormesis was a specific thing. No, it, it basically means rock the boat, get out of your comfort zone, do something hard every day. That's my little motto. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. What are some challenging things people should do in low doses that are beneficial to them? Everything. <laughs> well, but let me just talk about, so it's like the area under the curve. So when you map these Eating things. Eating sugar is not good for you. Should I be doing that? No, you shouldn't. Okay. okay, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so when you map these things, like you look at a graph, it always looks like a J curve or a U curve. There's so it, there's like that area under the curve that's what we talk about is the beneficial area. Once you hit a tipping point, then it becomes detrimental. Mm. Okay, so whatever you see that that shape on a graph, you're looking at the hormetic effect, and that you know I think that really ties into homeostasis, right? The body's always trying to right itself. Right, and it can di dysregulate. So you're, it's stimulating that same part of the body. So is hormesis almost like the opposite, where we're trying to cause the body to not be in homeostasis, that way it's to fight back to, towards it? Yeah, I think that's 
I think that's what I was alluding to, and I think that's a really what it is. Mm-hmm. If you rock the boat too much, you can really set yourself off. But if you do it enough where the body can rebound, it's going to be beneficial. And then your body, theoretically, and this is purely philosophical, right, <laughs> can uh, rebound better and you become more resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, so exercise could do it. Absolutely. Doing a fast could do it. Yep. Is there a benefit between heat and cold therapies? Or, do, or is the jury kind of out? as to what you should be doing more of? Well, I think there's a lot of different levels to answer that question. Um, but with this in mind, yes, there definitely is. I mean, sun exposure is another perfect example. You want to get enough sun to develop a tan, because a tan is basically body armor, right, um, to prevent you from getting sunburned. That's what a tan really is. Do it too much, too fast, you get sunburned. Right? Mm-hmm. So that sun exposure is another good example. Speaking of Dr. David Sinclair mm-hmm. and sun exposure, he wears sunblock every time he goes out, mm-hmm. ever. Yep. Like if, he's, if he knows he's going to be exposed to the sun for more than 20 minutes, he's putting on sunblock. Thoughts there? Um, well, I'm definitely not an expert, but I would disagree with that. I think you need sunlight. We evolved to have sunlight. Sunlight is got a lot of benefits. Vitamin D is the biggest one, I would say, because so many people are so vitamin D deficient which really ties into autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease is on the rise because of vitamin D deficiency and some other reasons too. Uh, and we're also being told to avoid the sun like it's you know cancerous and it definitely is not. Obviously too much can be a problem, but the right sun exposure is good. They used to use sun exposure for therapy for mm-hmm. like tuberculosis, I believe it was. Was so it effective? Yeah, it is very, very effective. But uh, yeah, um, all this fear around getting sun i think is not right i heard this uh really funny thing on a on a podcast there was these two guys who were talking about elon musk and going on i'm not sure if you saw those pictures of elon musk on the boat he's just a white blob (laughs) (laughs) one of the guys called him a volleyball but he's just completely pale and uh you know doesn't look like he goes to the gym at all and uh and somebody was like man he he told his buddies like dude you got to go buy tesla stock He's like, why? He's like, because that motherfucker's working. That guy has not seen the sunlight in years. <laughs> he is in that factory yeah. on his hands and knees. Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen that. I imagine he's pretty white. Oh, but, so, crazy white. Okay, so all right, let's take him. So maybe he should only spend a few minutes in the sun and just mm-hmm. get enough just to get a little bit of tan going on. And, you know, there's times of the day you want to avoid, obviously, right, because there's different um, types of radiation. So a, B, and C, I believe. And I think there's only one that really damages our skin. I believe it's B. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, and that's the shorter wavelength, which means, so, all right, wavelength, you know, with sound, like a, a long wavelength is like bass, and that penetrates, right? That's why when a car goes by and they're playing the music loud, you only hear the bass because that's a long wavelength. Mm-hmm. Short wavelength is like high-pitched stuff. Uh, has, it doesn't penetrate stuff as well. So the same thing is true with light. So long wavelength, which I believe is type A, uh, and short wavelength, type B, again, I might have those backwards, um, they have to penetrate the atmosphere. So the one that's damaging, it happens to be a shorter wavelength. So it only really um, hits us when it's overhead, right? So that's the one to avoid, the one that's because of the angle of the sun, right? So in other words, there's so much atmosphere for the sun to penetrate that only the um, low wavelength ones make, make it to the Earth's surface during, you know, sunrise, sunset. 
Gotcha. Okay, so the general rule of thumb is the time to maybe lather up or avoid the sun or wear a hat is when you're short, you have a short shadow. If your shadow is as tall as you, you're generally pretty safe, depending on your skin type. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Coming back to hormesis, we talked about also mentally having some hormetic effects and trying to um, gear towards a little bit of adversity day to day. I read this really good book, uh, Dopamine Nation. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Everybody should read it. It's fantastic. Because um, one of the things she talks about is doing things that are hard now that end up becoming easier later and you feel good after you've done them. Uh-huh. And I feel like a lot of things that stimulate hormesis are like this. They're, they're kind of hard at the moment, like doing a fast, like you're hungry throughout the day, but you have this like mental clarity and you feel good. And then after you eat, you still feel good. Uh-huh. Um, another one is like exercise. Uh-huh. Like it's really hard while you're doing it, but afterwards you feel better. Yep. Another one is uh, like not you know, spending time scrolling on your phone. Uh, it's hard to fight that urge, but then at the end of the day when you haven't done that, like you just feel a little bit of relief from the anxiety and whatever else you get from the little dopamine hits from your phone. Modern day problem. Removal of Instagram scrolling. Yeah, well, <laughs> remo- now hermetic. Well, removal of things of abundance. Yeah. Um, because they're, they're just all around us, right? Things that feel good in the moment that make you feel bad afterwards. Those are probably actually the bad things with things that actually probably don't feel great in the yeah. moment, but then feel great afterwards, like yeah. a cold shower or a cold bath or a hot sauna, things that are like painful when you do them, but then feel great afterwards. Those are probably things we should probably be gearing our life towards. Well, I think too many people tip too much into too much comfort and are afraid to do things that are uncomfortable, yeah. whether it's psychological or physical. Um, you know, This is part of, I think, also an older paradigm in the medical field that's like, don't do stuff that hurts. Like, don't deadlift because it's bad for your back. Mm-hmm. No, you should deadlift so that you can tolerate deadlifting, right? Yeah. Um, that brings me to what I think is probably my favorite quote, which is, a ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. Mm-hmm. I think that really summarizes it to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it could also swing the other way because she made a good point that she had this one client who was trying to cut out alcohol, I think it was. I think he was an alcoholic. Um, he was just like... The, you know what it was? It was cocaine. He was a like a startup founder in Silicon Valley, and he was just hooked on cocaine. He would use it to just like get them all fired up. He would do it all day, and uh, you know, soon enough, it just caused a terrible relationship with his wife. I think he had a kid as well, and so he had to cut it out. So he he was like this all in guy. Anything he did, he went all in, and so he went all in on like not doing cocaine and like living a healthier lifestyle. But he kind of swung in the other direction where he was taking these cold baths for like 10, 20, 30 minutes every single day mm-hmm. and just sort of overdoing it on the pain scale and almost getting addicted to the pain. And I, so there's definitely some sort of balance there. I'm not exactly sure where the balance lies, but mm-hmm. you have to sort of also be a good judge here. Of, okay, I'm doing all these things that cause pain in the moment. How much pain is too much pain? How much pain is damage versus just adversity? Right. Yeah, this is like a, a flaw in the human logic. We tend to think it's all or nothing, right? So is this good or bad for me? It's yep. like, well, it's more nuanced than that. Yes. That's how humans think, one or zero, you know, mm-hmm. with just about everything. Like, is eating that piece of fruit good or bad for me? Well, it depends. Are you pointing at the star fruit? I just happen to be because it's in front of my face. The star fruit <laughs> is always good for you. Right. So there's, it's never bad for you. Probably it's, You could have 30 of them. 
probably for most people, it's never bad for you. Uh, you know, if you're severely diabetic, you might want to cut down fruit temporarily. Those poor diabetics. <laughs> uh, and, you know, fruit's not the best example, but many foods. Okay, you know, a lot of the debate right now in the nutritional world with uh, um, phytochemicals, like uh, plant defenses, I think is another example. Um, obviously, Saladino's take is avoid vegetables that are bad for you, right? Yeah. Which may be a bit dramatic. Yeah. Um, you know, he likes to yell at the camera. Well, he knows how to get attention. Um, <laughs> but let's see, what's one of the ones? The polyphenols, I think, is the one that's kind of debated a lot. I know Rhonda Patrick is is pro-polyphenols. Pro-polyphenols. And uh, Saladino's not. Um, but it's probably another hormetic thing. There probably is some negatives to a polyphenol, but in the right doses, maybe it is like a medicine. Yeah, because David Sinclair is pro vegetables. And I think pro, I don't want to quote him here. Um, I don't want to take anything away because I can't remember if he said this word or not, but it could be pro polyphenols or something else because he thinks that eating vegetables specifically that were raised in an adverse envir environment where they had to go through adversity actually better for you where Saldino would think the exact opposite. He thinks that those plants are going to have these chemical defenses uh, that are actually damaging to you. Yeah, and I'm remembering now Saldino has a, um, he creates a delineation between environmental hormesis and molecular hormesis. Mm. Uh, so that's a really interesting topic because I, I don't know the answer on that, but he's sort of saying that molecular hormesis it turns on certain pathways that are not good for us, but uh, I don't know about that. That kind of sounds like well, Sinclair I don't think, is saying the opposite of that. Yeah, and I don't think we know. Yeah. I think we're at the point right now where we don't know. Yeah. I think there's certain things that are pretty clear that we do know. Um, no is an over-exaggeration. That we're more, we have more clarity on than other things. Mm -hmm. I think this whole, um, I think even the things around the hormetic effect, we're not 100% sure of. Because how many 100-year-olds do we know that trained really hard, fasted, and did all these different things, um, we don't know any. Like, none of have tried that for a long period of time. We simply don't have those studies. And we well, don't have those humans. We studies. don't have that data because the people didn't do it back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people didn't even start back yeah. when they were 25. Um, so we'll never get that data from when they're 20. All we have right now is, uh, like, animal studies and rat studies. Yeah. And, you know, those don't always cross over to, to people. But if you just look at, like, athletes in general, look at how far we've come in just a couple of decades. Sport of hockey is, like, night and day difference from when I played high school hockey. Like, the talent of these... You said a couple decades? <laughs> I graduated in 95. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, that was a good one. You know yes, you got me. So they're, they're bigger, stronger, faster, like, in every possible way. You graduated way. in 95? Yeah. High school, yeah. Were you alive yet? No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy question to ask somebody. Were you alive yet? <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> and I was not. <laughs> Youngster. Uh, but anyways, I, I think we should wrap this up because I got to get going soon. So um, the hormetic effect, do something hard every day. That's kind of what I try to live by. Mm -hmm. um, that's all I really have to say about it. What about you? Uh, yes. Um, do, do something hard every day, uh, but don't do it so hard that you cause damage. That's why I named this company Dynamic, by the way. It's to become dynamic. It's to become resilient. Yeah, do something hard. Adapt. Now you're more dynamic. You can handle more. Yeah, you got to sting like a butterfly and move like a bee. All right. On that, we're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. I'll talk to you next week.
whatever. Do you have unexplained pain, or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions, and now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping and you get your results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT30 for 30% off. Go to letsgetchecked.com and use the code DPT30. Did you know that you can get started with physical therapy without a physician's referral? Physical therapists don't just solve pain, we get down to the root cause and keep it from coming back. We also discuss all things health such as nutrition and lifestyle changes. If you feel that you could use some help, let's get on a free consult call. Go to www.dynamicnaples.com and sign up for a free call. Also, if you like this podcast, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us spread the message. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.